Welcome to Fandom Femmes. We are two queer femme nerds of color who take your favorite convention's diversity panel and turn it into a year-round conversation. I'm Justine. And I'm Noelle. And welcome! Woo! Yes. <laughs> this is going to be an amazing month that we have ahead of us because it is Asian Pacific Islander Heritage Month. Wow. Yes. It is. It's May. It is. Yes, and we are we are celebrating a lot this month. Uh, last week we had our mental health awareness episode, and we are going to be celebrating Asian Pacific Islander Heritage Month with um, a series of episodes and interviews related to Asian culture. And yes. we are especially excited for our guest today. Uh, do you want to introduce yourself? Hello, hello. My name is Kai. I'm a YouTuber, dancer, creator, filmmaker. I wear multiple hats, but you can find me on my YouTube channel, Kai27, KY27. Uh, that's what people know me by um, for the longest time. And uh, yeah, I make dance videos. You might have came across one of my uh, dance covers of Asian pop songs, or like I'm known as the short haired green screen girl. <laughs> that does chaotic things on the internet. So, uh, yeah, I'm most known for my like black pink and itsy green screen parody covers. So, you might might have seen me on the web somewhere. <laughs> I've definitely I've seen one of your videos on Facebook a long time ago, and I was oh like, my God. I am here for it. I was like, <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure. I feel like Justine either tagged me in it or I tagged them in it. But yeah. <laughs> True. It, was, it was literally like this is the energy that is gonna get me out of bed today. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> oh my god. I live for all the comments, even though most of them sometimes they're shared by like Spanish or like other language fan fan sites. And I'm just mm -hmm. like, how did it even get here? What? <laughs> yeah, it's and crazy. I usually don't know about it until like I rarely log into like Facebook. I literally only use Messenger. So it's like I get like tons of tags and I'm like, what is going on? I rarely ever get notifications. I swear to God. <laughs> so it's like, oh, something's happening. <laughs> Perfect. Um, yeah. Do you, yeah. Um, would you like to share your pronouns and how you identify with our audience? Yes. Uh, I usually go by she, they, and I'm visually very androgynous. So I look confusing to many people on the internet <laughs> and I still get qu questions in my comments. It's been nine years. People still question if I'm a girl, a guy, or, you know, a transgender person. I'm just like, what? <laughs> Literally just, that's why I put they in my pronouns nowadays, just cause like, I feel like if you don't know someone's gender or pronouns, just go by they, it's just more like respectful and, and, you know, so you don't go around just debating. They're, like, debating about my my sexuality, my gender in my comments. I'm just like, why? Yeah. <laughs> There's a war going on, but I'm here, like, how did this even start? Exactly. Oh, my yeah. God. I, I really I really hear you on that. Like, you know, and plus, in, in, the, mid, in the beginning of your videos, you always say your name. And, mm. like, you know, I mean, like, if it what this is, like, another pro tip for everyone too if you don't know someone's pronouns just use their name it never fails exactly and they will respond to it so just use their yes. name like literally <laughs> it's not like they don't know your name yeah right yeah which is 
yeah, it's it's been weird. It's still weird. And I don't have enough, you know, boobs to, you know, <laughs> show as well. So like I'm even more like I feel like people are even more confused by that. So I'm just like, all right, you guys just I don't have the energy to go with whatever exactly. for you guys. <laughs> you do not so have to contribute your energy. Literally, I just put it there. I'm just like, take it however you want. But that's my pronouns. <laughs> Period. Nice. Yeah. So we're here because of... Well, I mean, we're here because of Kai. But <laughs> we're also here because of... It also starts with the K. K-pop. K-pop. Wow. wow. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you. So speaking of K-pop, I mean, it's so... I mean, I feel like we in our little intros to each other off cam, we briefly mentioned some things, but who are your favorite groups or or your favorite idols? Favorite so members? my favorite group is 100% Shiny, period. Oh, did it's you watch been... their virtual concert? Or the... Yes, yeah. I did. And Taman's virtual concert, which just happened the past weekend, mm-hmm. so. Yeah, and he just had another like TikTok stage this morning. I like I woke up right before my alarm. It was like seven fifty nine. I set it for like eight a.m. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "All right, time to tune in." I was like barely awake on my bed, and um, yeah, yes. he's popping off with idea and, and all his other songs. I'm just like, "All right, mm-hmm. yes, I'm here for this." <laughs> but yes, very much. Uh, shower trash and you can see my little <laughs> light stick and the album like right there oh my God, yes. yes not many posters on this wall but on this wall there's a lot of shiny <laughs> the wall that i'm facing so yeah what shiny what got you to um love shiny so much oh my god just their whole presence in general <laughs> and you know iconic bops, iconic choreo, and just them in general. They're just so fun and they stay delivering um, mm. all these years. Like it's it's so mind blowing. They've been doing this for like 14 years and they're still bringing new stuff to the table. And I just find them like also very creative people. And mm-hmm. yeah, they give me a lot of uh, energy and um they inspire me a lot in general as like a content creator a dancer a performer just all around and uh they're a group that i grew up with so yeah don't you love shiny too justine i do yes shiny was actually (laughs) my intro to k-pop um my first yeah so actually i don't know if i told you the story noelle but um i'll i'll tell like a super brief story so Mm -hmm. um when i went to high school um i went to high school in a place where i didn't know a lot of people coming out of middle school and the the population in the area that i was going to high school was predominantly korean and my i actually got into k-pop because i wanted to make friends because people were like listening to music and i'd be like oh like what are you listening to and they'd be like you wouldn't know it; it's korean and then so i literally went on youtube and i looked up like korean pop music and the first thing that came up was lucifer and it changed my life it changed my life i like watched all the tutorials to do like the cutting and everything oh my god Oh Lucifer is my first K-pop dance cover. Like yeah. I don't know why I chose that, but that was I chose that as my first K-pop dance cover on on How YouTube. How appropriate! 
Oh, oh my god. But yeah, that's we got that shower wall connection there. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> mm-hmm. oh my god. But yeah, I got into Shiny I don't even remember when, but um but they're definitely the first group that I stand for sure. And and still stand currently. Mm -hmm. So Yeah. Oh my God. Well, thank you so much for sharing that. Um (laughs) I know we we talked about this again, like as we were kind of doing introductions to each other, but um we were talking about how K-pop has influenced how we embody and experience like queerness. Mm-hmm. Noelle, Loki, putting you on on blast. <laughs> <laughs> um, and like, if you want, kind of want to talk a little bit about, like, we can we can all answer this question actually. Mm-hmm. So, um, how has K-pop influenced how you embody and experience your queerness? Should, should I go first? Or oh, should you yeah, you go first. Sorry. <laughs> no worries. Um, I feel like, yeah, like growing up, just seeing Asian representation in um, K-pop, it's so important. And just in having it go like so global-wise nowadays, it's like, wow, those are our people, you know. And not just having Koreans in the game, but also other Asians or Asian Americans and um, yeah like we talked about Amber earlier and like <laughs> she she was the definition <laughs> of us like coming out I guess yeah <laughs> realization that we're we're definitely not straight <laughs> and uh, yeah 100% for me and uh, yeah and the, with the amount of girl groups I stand I can confidently say with my whole chest I am not straight <laughs> like being a boy group like a big boy group stand as well but like for me over the course of standing k-pop it's not for me with boy groups i'm not like sexually like attracted to them i'm just like wow you're so cool how can i be you i'm like Mm -hmm. (laughs) and then (laughs) and then for like girl groups i'm just like hi how can i like you know love you for the rest of my life like Yeah, it's like two different kinds of respect and love. And I'm just like, I am so confused all the time. (laughs) What is happening? (laughs) I totally feel that. I mean, speaking of Amber, um, I said this off cam, or if you've listened to our um, National Coming Out Day episode, um, Amber is literally the reason why uh, I feel like I didn't realize it until I was was already like – came into like my identity as a queer woman. And then I was mm. like, man, let's see, can we like trace some roots? And I like, <laughs> I thought all the way back, I was like, Amber, <laughs> like, it was Amber for sure. I was, I just remember just being so like, just, oh man, the wallpapers, the phone wallpapers, oh my God, yes. <laughs> the computer wallpapers. Oh my I God. literally can't. Also, I was freaking out because I had a friend that he was in a K-pop cover group called MVP Elite, and then mm-hmm. um, and he knew he knew Amber, and he oh. and I remember we were doing like a dance thing, like a summer dance thing, and I was watching one of FX's videos because I do that. So, <laughs> and then he saw me, and he was like, "Oh my god, Amber!" And I'm like, "Yeah, it's Amber." And he was like, "I know her." I'm like, "Shut up." <laughs> 
don't play with my heart. <laughs> like, That's yes. Yes. Oh my God. But yeah, honestly, I feel like the, um, in terms of like, say, uh, seeing represent people represented like Amber and, um, the, like she didn't really have, like she didn't have to conform to like the, the cliche, like girl group, you know, mm-hmm. look, which was yeah, yeah, super yeah. big for me because I was like a really big tomboy growing up. Me too. Yeah, and yeah. also I was always, <laughs> I, I wouldn't say a hipster, but I didn't like, <laughs> like I loved clashing with the norm, you know? Yes, and so yes, being I able to that. see Amber and do her thing and then just right? rock it, I was like, <gasps> yeah, this is exactly exactly so not only was it like wow your face looks so pretty but also Mm. like like can i can you teach me like i want to be like you yeah (laughs) like want to channel her energy like 24 7 oh my god yeah i feel that so much like her style definitely like she still wears that kind of style and she's like evolving in her own style like Mm -hmm. and then like for me, I feel like my style after getting, in, uh, getting into like K-pop and more like Asian pop in general has been elevated, of course, but like very <laughs> influenced by like the boy group style and and um, and like the more androgynous kind of look mm-hmm. and seeing like people in those looks that look like me. I'm just like, wow, mm, this like this validating. Yeah, it's so validating and it's such an amazing feeling to see people that way. And like before I got into K-pop, I was in like kind of like the anime weave kind of world. And before then, I was <laughs> kind of like listening to like C-pop growing up. And there was mm. this group called SHE. And um, one of the members, like she she had short hair too. And she was like kind of, kind of like that amber kind of energy, I guess. So growing mm. up, I was always like attracted to those kind of people <laughs> same yeah yeah oh so, my god some things just don't change i'm just like true. wow right. that you look back i'm just like wow this wow. is a revelation <laughs> it literally is it's one of the funniest things for me like looking like people are like so whenever they ask me like when did you know you were gay and i'm like it was k-pop <laughs> <laughs> It's like, when did FX's first single come out? Then. <laughs> then. then. Yeah, right there. <laughs> right yep, there. Yep. Um, so speaking of how <laughs> – this segue, though. <gasps> so, <laughs> so speaking like how, of how like, we're able to find <laughs> so much community within ourselves <laughs> between each other, we're just bonding over it. <laughs> <laughs> How has K-pop helped you find queer community and support? Um, definitely through dance, for sure. Because uh, I was introduced to more styles of dancing through K-pop and through making dance videos. I have my dance chosen family, I guess, in a way. And a lot of uh, the members in my dance crew right now, we're called Underground Pulse. And even though we can't really dance together, but we're our bond is still so strong, even throughout quarantine, everyone's there for each other. And we talk like almost every day. And yeah, I would say they are my chosen family. And um, yeah, and then we watch so many queer shows together. Literally, (laughs) that's all we do nowadays. And yeah, I found my queer family through K-pop and through dance. And they're still there for me. And I'm always there for them. So 
yeah, it's cute. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, that's it's. I feel like in the dance community, or at least the dance community that I was in, that's where I actually kind of understood more about um, myself as a queer woman. Like before, Mm -hmm. I was even understanding that I was queer was because I was surrounding myself more um, with people who are like me. So. Yeah, so uh, you have a project called, I think, was it Dim Sum Boyfriends? Yes, DSB, they're right on my wall right there. <laughs> oh! oh my God, cute. Yeah, oh my God, yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, we, yeah, we started, uh, we're a locally found little performance drag king group. And I'm the leader, my, uh, my, my drag king name, I guess. Uh, it's called Shanghai. It's like a spinoff of Shanghai because I, I grew up in Shanghai before and my mom is Shanghainese. It's kind of part of my uh, Chinese background. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, so we have six core members and um, our names are all taken from like our East Asian culture and all our members are queer and fluid and we're all based in Toronto and we were born kind of from this local, our local like Asian queer collective called New Ho Queen. And we debuted <laughs> in 2019 on Mooncake Festival. So yeah, so awesome. it's, it's fun. It's been a while since we met up and did like performance stuff because of COVID, mm-hmm. but we've mm-hmm. been active like online and offline, uh, mostly online now, just, uh, just, sometimes doing like small uh, little videos for like pride and stuff like that. So yeah. Where can people find Dim Sum Boyfriends? Uh, Dim Sum Boyfriends on Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Literally it's spelled Dim Sum Boyfriends just just as it is. No like B-O-I or whatever, but literally just Boyfriends. (laughs) Yeah. That's that's amazing. Yeah, I think that's I think that was really cool too because you know when I I like I watched like a clip um of your live performances Dim Sum Boyfriend. Oh my god! And yo, like I will I sent it to Noelle immediately because I was freaking out <laughs> that people had fan chants for you. Like yes! oh my god. that was the yeah, coolest. Those were my uh, those were my dance crew friends. <laughs> they they were literally standing front row. They're like, yes, we are here. For <laughs> that's- I'm like, you guys are just- yes we love the support i know that's oh my god that's so cool (laughs) um (laughs) i think like you know speaking of especially like dance um Mm -hmm. with dance in particular you know like noelle and i are both dancers as well and like Mm -hmm. i thought it was really cool because when i started dancing i was like in high school when i started um, dancing like hip hop and street styles competitively mm-hmm. as a part of a crew. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. So it was so interesting to see choreographers from our area and like, you know, the heavy hitter choreographers that were mm-hmm. from the community space, like uh, David Lim and like Na- Lyle mm-hmm. Baniga and stuff like that. Oh my God, Lyle yeah. Baniga. What? Yeah, like oh it was so God. cool to see them he like. Is insane. Right? Yeah, Lyle's insane. Yeah, oh. it was. It was really interesting for I'm me. I'm sweating to like... right now. Like what? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that is so crazy! Damn. Yeah, it, it was really cool seeing them like finding out that they choreographed for K-pop 
like idols mm-hmm. that we knew i yeah. started dancing because of america's best dance crew and like one mm-hmm. of my favorite crews from there was beat freaks and to find out that oh. reno nakasone <gasps> choreographed for shiny and like <gasps> snsd i'm just like well, i know her i know her from abdc i know <laughs> oh my god she yeah. is like the shiny and nct mom nowadays oh my god oh, i love that's, her that's so, so cool. much holy yeah. yeah. Wow. She so choreographed crazy. New ABO as well from yes. FX. And like that was the song that got me into oh, FX yeah. and everything. <laughs> oh my God. Oh. Yo, New ABO was my first FX cover. Wow. <laughs> Look at Full bonding circle, today. Y'all. What wow. is happening? Wow. <laughs> We're just building a queer community right now. I love Period. it. <laughs> um, oh my and- God. Yeah, and like Noelle, I wanted to talk about like our how we found our queer community through K-pop, like mm-hmm. in LA and everything. Because like me and Noelle are SoCal based, and um, when I lived cl- like closer to like West Hollywood, there was I always looked forward to Friday nights because Friday nights mm-hmm. was um, Game Boy at Rage Nightclub. Rage is no longer open, rest in peace. But Aww. it was an eighteen plus night of just K-pop. All of it was K-pop and it was literally the best. They would also showcase like Asian drag performers, which is really, really cool. And yeah, I I think that was integral to like me coming into my queerness as well because Mm -hmm. I spent my 21st birthday party at Rage still thinking like, oh my gosh, I'm like, I'm just in college. I'm just exploring my identity right now back when I thought I was (laughs) cisgender. No, like <laughs> when I thought I was a woman, haha. No, but um, but yeah, like I, I remember especially with the K-pop choreo. Like if yeah, you yeah. knew, they would show the music videos and stuff too. Yeah, yeah. But you can make instant friends if like the chorus of the song came on and you did oh the. Oh my choreo. god, you guys are like the only two people like doing it. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Just, like marking it like very. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. my god. <laughs> Yes. And you're like, oh, wow. You too? Yeah. <laughs> this was like last time I went to Rage. This was around the time Blackpink debuted. So I remember yeah. side eyeing people doing my like Boombaya over here. Yeah, and yeah. Then I saw- oh my god! Everyone's <laughs> and swinging their arms off. Exactly. Yes, relatable. <laughs> oh my god! Wow, that. that sounds yeah. so amazing. Holy, I miss yeah. live events so much. Wow. same mm-hmm. oh my god that is that's a time <laughs> that <laughs> I is know. a time holy <laughs> i feel very like nervous as well because i'm just mm-hmm. like i i've told noelle about this many times like i'm really nervous that we're gonna go back to like in-person gatherings and i'm just not gonna right? know how to be around Interact. people anymore oh my god me too yeah i'm not i feel, I feel like, like i'm not gonna oh be able god. to speak right <laughs> I'll just be. Uh, 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 can I? Uh, hi. <laughs> we'll just do. We'll just boom by our arm to make yeah, friends. Just, <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh I'm so sorry. <laughs> Turn on the podcast persona. This is exactly. all I know. Exactly. Oh my god. Oh my god. Yeah, and yeah. and so we're taking this conversation about queerness in K-pop and we're kind of mm. um let's kind of expand it a little bit more. Like mm. so we you have you talked about your queer chosen family formed around K-pop like in Canada. Like Noelle and I have um found our community like through the dance community and mm. also through like Game Boy and stuff. But um 
let's kind of talk about K-pop as a whole. So mm-hmm. um, we kind of noticed that, you know, queerness itself, even though it, K-pop like brings a lot of queer people together, queerness itself mm-hmm. can be seen as taboo. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple of examples we've seen as of late, I mean, Holland is an openly gay K-pop artist, for example. Yeah, yeah. Like, Chung Ha featured queer dancers in Dream of You. Yeah. But I feel like not a lot of, in what I've noticed, not a lot of um, androgynous artists or, like, um, or very feminine male artists talk right. about their identity openly. Right, right. Um, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I was just curious, like, where we were just curious about, like, what your thoughts and perspectives on that were. I feel like nowadays so much thing like so many idols I feel like especially the ones that I'm attracted to are like very like queer coded in a way but like definitely they they definitely keep everything like on the down low and the low key mm-hmm. and they like hint at things but you know sometimes we just pick it up and we're like oh here are the crumbs we'll we'll just have them <laughs> and take take, take the lessons <laughs> you know we're just like we put our queer beliefs in those little crumbs that we get so that is <laughs> that is all we get but like I like to believe that they're more open-minded nowadays especially their fandom is like so global uh, like reaching globally so like they're like during concerts and stuff overseas definitely we see idols picking up queer flags and like the rainbow flags when when people throw them on stage they would like wear it on their back and walk around especially Aww. for like Sun Me, uh, I know Red Velvet and also Luna and and like it's so interesting to see like they definitely know our presence and know of queerness but like they definitely everything's on the low key and um like i feel like it's more present like the queer the crumbs of queerness <laughs> are more <laughs> present present in in like the dancers cuz like you can see when someone's like more androgynous with their dance style or like um they go more fluid and they challenge the different types of dance and like i think mm. a big example would be like 10 from NCT um one of my favorites uh and <laughs> he's like very gender bending and also Taemin of course Taemin, and he yeah. from Shiny like they all dress kind of like in the middle and of, of course Taemin like plays with his sexuality uh themes so much in his uh own solo work and also mm-hmm. like Shiny in general for sure and then there's Irene and Silgi, literally, like, <laughs> those aren't crumbs. Those are, like, literally throwing at us, like, but, um, yeah. <laughs> I'm just, like, whoo, all these queer-coded, like, I think most of the time it's, like, fans um, projecting what we want to see and what ships we want to see sail onto our favorite idols and stuff, but sometimes it's, you know you can sense it there like the queer radar is you know (laughs) (laughs) we can feel it but you know they they do whatever they want they as long as they're comfortable with each other and showing what they want to show and you know we'll just love them for who they are and they love us for who we are too so you know (laughs) that's that's that i feel like i went on like such a no (laughs) but yeah it's so great i i feel like um i feel like it's do you think that there's uh any progress with like say like the management or like the the music 
the company that they they work for like um do you think that there's progress in like allowing to be openly <laughs> like gay <laughs> i mean i don't know if is i don't know about holland so i don't know if they're um a solo artist or in a group but like do you think in the foreseeable future like idols will be able to be openly gay in a group or even like yeah yeah like nowadays it's definitely like everyone's more accepting but of course uh just rooted in asian culture there's still Mm. it's still pretty taboo or like it's not as openly talked about so i think they're still like stepping a very fine line of whether to cross it or not even though there are like groups or members that that have like shown how much they love each other <laughs> more than they do <laughs> and um you know uh, like just i guess they count those as fan service quote unquote <laughs> but you know sometimes it's it's just that very fine line that that people project them, their own thoughts upon it as well so it's like we'll see but i feel like potentially they they will drop hints and like especially if they have uh the chance to write their own lyrics or through their mm. own or make their own music they sometimes like drop like little bits like crumbs like uh like a female artist singing about she her those mm. pronoun things in the songs like fans pick it up like right away oh my god bisexual queen or whatever but you know (laughs) (laughs) those crumbs you know those queer crumbs we pick them up and we gobble them up (laughs) so Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) literally but uh yeah it's those kind of things or like a male group or male artist they sing about the same gender and same sex i'm just like we see you we see you what you saying what you say nowadays the choreography is getting a little more asexual as well sometimes so it's interesting definitely like everyone's getting a bit more open-minded so i I see it going in a good direction but i just hope that they're not queer baiting people Mm -hmm. into their content and stuff so that's also a line especially if they have not like done anything queer or like they have not dropped any queer crumbs before and then suddenly they're like hey we're out here I'm just like hold the, hold the fuck up interesting <laughs> wait a minute yeah mm-hmm. yeah so i'm just like oh we see you we see you but yeah, yeah there's like many artists that are like so supportive of the queer community and like and they have dropped like little tiny hints here and there so maybe potentially in the future like whatever way they come out i'll I'll support them either way so i hope Mm -hmm. the broader community does as well because like being an idol and being in the spotlight definitely like limits them from exposing themselves however they want to Mm -hmm. or like freely in general so yeah we'll see we'll see (laughs) yeah i mean what's it called i feel like i don't know Aside from, I, I know that the 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 audience is so much more international now, but I feel like, like, <clears throat> even though once again it's like crumbs, but like, <laughs> like it's I feel like that's that's so much progress, especially like how much yeah. progress um, 
queer people have, you know, paved the way from so long ago, you know, into, yeah, yeah, sure. into just being more open and being more understood and known. So that's exciting. But for sure, for sure. Yeah. So um speaking of the evolution of K pop <laughs> <laughs> We heard that you worked on uh, you worked on a production called K-pop Evolution. So I feel like this is like a intersection of your passions for K-pop and production work. Can you tell us more about that experience? For sure, for sure. Um, so I didn't actually like work directly on it. I was like more as a participant, I guess, and mm-hmm. I did a little bit of like consulting. Uh, before they released the series as like their community kind of consultant and social media consultant. So uh, that was very exciting and interesting. And yeah, I got to watch the series beforehand, which was cool. I'm just like, they were like, can we get your thoughts on it? I'm like, oh my God, my opinions are needed. Yes, (laughs) I am here for this. And uh, literally... All my favorite SM uh, artists were like there, bam, on my screen, literally like within the first 10 seconds of the first episode. I'm just like, whoo, I need to breathe. And my face was there. I'm just like, what is happening? I did not like I recorded the stuff that they needed. And I'm just like, here are the deliverables that you need and and, you know, use it however you like. And and I like. Uh, just forgot about it for a bit because it was a production that was ongoing before COVID and then it happened during COVID as well and then there was some stuff online, offline, there's just so much coordinating and I'm just there sending them stuff like here and there and yeah, there was a lot of back and forth and I'm just like, I I have no idea when this is actually going to come out, now it's out and it's been like two years (laughs) which is so wild like right. they're super m footage i shot some of them when i went to new york to see super m and it's so crazy like my uh light stick unboxing me going to desperately trying to shop for an exo light stick after the concert was pictured in the, in the <laughs> actual documentary i was like wow this is wild and yeah that was it was really fun though. I was I'm very honored to be part of like a new kind of fresher take of the mm. evolution of K-pop that that includes more broader topics and also like more recent topics of K-pop and it takes with its take of K-pop is a bit more like respectful and more deep dive into as well. So mm-hmm. yeah, that was that was a pretty cool experience and I did some like Zoom interview things uh, for like episode three and four if people go do watch. <laughs> <laughs> I had my like one liner, two liners and and I have my friends like on Twitter, they're, they're like, I know you were there for like 10 seconds, but your one liner got me. I'm like, thank you. I made it. <laughs> That's all that matters. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, that was pretty cool. And it was nice to like talk to people about like K-pop and stuff like face. I mean, video to video, but like kind of like face to face style during quarantine since there isn't much uh, interaction going on during them. But yeah, that was pretty interesting for me. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing that. I think it's really um, 
interesting that you talked about how, you know, this show kind of showed K-pop in a new light and approached Mm -hmm. more recent topics of K-pop. It made me think about how, I don't know if this was your experience, but when I was first getting into K-pop in like 2009, 2010, Mm -hmm. it was really weird to like k-pop it was considered Mm. kind of odd to be like a k-pop fan and now like you hear k-pop songs like on top 40 radio radio. yeah yeah it's so crazy as we're talking about the evolution of k-pop i kind of want to like backtrack a little bit to what we were talking about like with queerness um and how i i was thinking about and reflecting on your answers and i think it's important for k-pop or k-pop evolves with the way like Korea evolves and mm-hmm. like um, the country it's in evolves. And I think mm-hmm. that that totally makes sense because now we consider K-pop mm-hmm. this like global phenomenon, right? Mm-hmm. And it is, it's a very, it's, it is globalized, you know, but yeah, yeah. like, I just um, like with a, with a quick search, you know, even though like um, for example, same sex, like relationships aren't illegal in Korea, same sex marriage still is illegal. You know, so even though like the act of being with someone of the same sex um, is like, okay, like in the eyes of the law, there is a lot of, you know, queer rights that need to like catch up. And plus, because K-pop is an international thing, there are a lot Mm -hmm. of countries that consume K-pop. U.S. included. I'm gonna, I'm mm-hmm. just gonna say it now that also need to catch up as far as like progressiveness go. I mean, everyone sure, freaked sure. the fuck out when Lil Nas X dropped "Call Me by Your Name." Right. <laughs> so we're like, yeah, straight up. They they were like, take it off Apple yeah. Music. Yo, yeah. Chill. Not on Spotify <laughs> anymore. Down. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. I was just thinking about that, and also since K-pop especially as like a global um as a global like music type of culture um Mm -hmm. is like spreading everywhere they're also pulling a lot of influences from styles that are created by queer people like um naughty by irene and solgi is like straight up like a vogue piece so um and that's like a style that was born out of queer community yeah yeah. even like chungha like her backup dancers now yes they're all like queer or like part of their local houses so Shout out to House of Love. Yeah. <laughs> dancing and choreographing for uh, Chungha, literally, like, because she credits everyone on her team. Like, she's that kind of person. And, like, oh my God, she has exposed me to so much of, like, the local Korean kind of like queer dance scene, I guess. Like, mm-hmm. even though everything's online, but, you know, you mm-hmm, can search mm-hmm. anything and it's, it's so crazy. And, and, like, nowadays they've been incorporating more like queer people into into like stages and stuff like that and Joquan obviously kicked it off with heels and and everything and doing his musicals and yeah stuff like that like it's so crazy how far we've come and like even just like last year or two years ago for like queen kingdom that show mm-hmm. for like aoa stage they used like uh they had drag performers uh come and perform with them so that was really cool i think it was i'm pretty sure it was yeah yeah yeah. but yeah that was really interesting they've been incorporating so many like queer performers in in so many like stages and taking like ballroom elements into their Mm. yeah choreographies and stuff like that so it's so nice to see 
like more representation kind of that way even though like most people don't really know but like when queer people or like queer dancers see it it's like wow this is <laughs> mind-blowing literally yeah yeah Awesome. Well, thank you so much. We were talking, so I we're kind of talking about like intersections of like mm. our our different identities, exploring like intersection of identity um, through like and the multifacetedness that is like the Asian diasporic experience. You have intersecting identities as not only a K-pop fan and a dancer, but also like someone who works in video production. And mm. when I first stumbled upon your YouTube channel, I was like in high school, college do- doing like K-pop coverage just for funsies on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. Um, low key, I had to, I was a part of a, a program. Like I was a part of the IB program, which is like an academic program at school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you had to like upload videos of yourself, like doing uh-huh. service hours or like creative things as a part oh. of your project so i would upload k-pop covers that was <laughs> i did it for school um <gasps> yeah yeah, but, <laughs> yes i was and i i stumbled upon your youtube channel like with your oh k-pop covers and yeah, eventually yeah. like your k-pop parodies so yeah. i'm curious like you know what motivated you to start putting your dancing on youtube and to start that parody series and like also to go viral for it oh my god it's been a wild journey. It all started because I was a naive, competitive kid in high school and I had a family friend that had a YouTube channel and I was like, I'm going to do better. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, eventually I did, but, but you know, that's, that's a point uh, besides the point. Really don't subtle flex. Subtle flex. But, you know, it, it was so dumb. Like, now I tell that story to everyone. I'm just like, what was I thinking? I, I didn't know. Uh, like, I didn't really have any, like, dance bases. And then I started in uh, J-pop covers. Uh, my mm. first dance cover ever was Luca Luca Night Fever. Also because my family friend, uh, that family friend, her name is Sachi. She's still making videos nowadays. She, she's more on the gaming and streaming side, so... But we don't really clash at all. So, but back then, she she like made uh, dance covers and stuff. And you know how Asian moms are sharing about their kid, and you know, and her video was like shared within the Asian mom little friend circle. And then I was like, all right, cool, cool, cool. Um, I just moved here. I have nothing to do. I can you know pick up a couple dances like she did, and you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna crush this. <laughs> And literally over Christmas break of 2011, um, I learned uh, Lucifer and I learned um, those two, uh, my first two J-pop dance covers, one was Luka Luka Night Fever, and then uh, the second one was uh, Haru Hare, I don't even, I don't even know the English name anymore anyways, but (laughs) yeah, like I had three dancers as dances that I attempted to learn and I literally got to work and uh, filmed it by the end of the year of 2011. And I put out my first video on January 2nd of 2012. Yes. <laughs> she, she said productiveness. Uh, exactly. So year, and I'm just like, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, I am so hot blooded when it comes to like stuff that I like and like stuff that I'm passionate about. And it's still, I'm still like that. And it's, it's crazy how far I've come. 
Yeah. How did it um I mean how did when did you realize like you were going viral like I mean I never experienced going viral so I don't know what that process is like I can only imagine the notifications and just people yeah, yeah. texting you or like how did that go down for you Yeah yeah like I think when I first kind of went viral was for uh one of my earlier dance tutorials for Team Tops Rocking that was like back in the day. That was my <laughs> first like uh first like video to hit past like 100k of mm. views and I guess like in in back then that was kind of like the viral kind of point when it goes past like 10k and it goes like up the views goes up and then that's kind of you you realize that wow the notifications are nonstop coming in just like I don't really pay too much attention like uh too much because i'm just like my eyes hurt from reading all these comments <laughs> for all the love and support i appreciate it I'll, I'll i'll do well and and put out more content and i mean i love putting out content and just like filming myself as as a kind of a progress over time i i call like nowadays i've been like calling my youtube channel kind of my uh like dance journey diary i guess kind of because mm. i like i've literally been making videos for almost 10 years dance videos and um yeah i try to make one every week no matter uh dance or like blog or or any type of content but i've been like consistently pretty consistently posting like uh one video per week for the past past while and uh yeah like until I started making dance parodies, it was because of BTS. I was it was one summer. I was like so bored out of my mind, and I had no one to dance with yet. Uh, so I was like, you know what? Let me join a boy group. <laughs> and, I and I haven't like covered any of BTS's songs. So my first cover was. Uh, what's that song again? Oh my god, Ball Everything. Oh my god, what's that? <laughs> I'm literally blanking. Oh, out. oh, I need you. Yes, I need you. Oh my god, yeah. my memory is so bad. And I'm literally <laughs> blanking out. You said but, yeah. fall everything and it had to buffer yeah. a little <laughs> bit. I'm just like, okay, cool. I need you. I'm about to sing the whole song. Like, <laughs> if I couldn't find a name. <laughs> oh my god. But yeah, like that song, I was like, okay, I'm finally trying to get into BTS. Cool, cool, cool. And my family kind of moved into like a summer uh like a semi-detached like kind of home with with a basement that wasn't furnished yet for like the summer and I was like so bored out of my mind and I kind of got into Marvel movies back then too and um I saw like the BTS production <laughs> no pun intended <laughs> literally the behind the scenes uh production uh I, I saw like them using green screens and blue screens and I was like oh that's how they're made and literally i did that cover um within like three days i swear and like the day of filming i was like you know i'm gonna make this more interesting i'll blend in maybe potentially i went to my local dollar store and bought 24 pieces of green cardboard and oh I my god just, like their whole green stack was gone <laughs> <laughs> and then I taped it up on the wall and uh, put up my camera. I had really shitty lighting, but it it did its job. So there we go. <laughs> Amazing. 
Yeah, and that's they kind of how innovation. it all started. Yeah, and then and then uh, that kind of went viral-ish, but not until my Blackpink like parodies for sure. And um, yeah, like my parody debuted with Blackpink. So all to them <laughs> for making me actually take girl group dances more like seriously and actually making me explore my femininity more through like uh, like more feminine dances and stuff because before Mm -hmm. then i was like very boy group like i will strictly do boy groups only unless necessary (laughs) (laughs) kind of thing so i was like very hard hitting all the time and uh yeah it wasn't until my blackpink parodies i started to explore more uh girl group stuff and i was always like being kind of made fun of by my friends for being like the stiffest person in the group while doing girl group dances so I usually don't participate in like girl group covers and stuff like that so I'm always on the side kind of learning on my own but like when they see me (laughs) learning the moves and marking it they're like why are you so stiff I'm trying to move my butt it's not going the place I want it to go and now look at me. I'm just like, wow, so ironic. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. So, yeah, that's that. Yeah, literally. Do you have a um, favorite video of yours? Um, I like most, like, I feel like, uh, like last year I went <laughs> viral for, for my How You Like That parody. Uh, that one definitely is one of my favorites. And, uh, <laughs> And um, like my itsy ones, I feel like I really like as well. And like, I do put a lot of effort into my shiny covers. So those are uh, definitely up there for me. And yeah, my, but I I do have a lot of fun making all my videos. So if anyone wants to check them out, please do. Oh yeah, yes. Speaking of video projects, yes. You were recently part of a series called Shine True. Did you want, yeah. can you share a little bit more about that? For sure, for sure. So I was recently an assistant editor um, on this series called Shine True. It's it's on Fuse in the U.S. and Out TV in Canada. It's a queer uh, docu series that's a kind of a makeover show for uh, these trans and non-binary kids. So it's like eight episodes and I'm currently actually editing the finale like Zoom um, reunion <laughs> episode. Oh, so cool. it's so cute to see all of them like grow and uh, they, st- they started shooting uh, last year around September and uh, I was brought on around then as well to uh, facilitate with the post-production stuff going on so it was really cool to be a part of a queer show like that and uh, it was hosted by Richie Shazam and Lucas Silvera they're they're artists creatives in both music and fashion and yeah uh, Lucas is a trans man and Richie is a non-binary like kind of fluid model and it was really cool to be a part of like a queer show with a full BIPOC cast and also um, a, a queer show with a whole, a basically mostly queer crew. So yeah, it was really interesting. And 
uh, I left my advertising job because of that. Like, thank God, I was like trying to find stuff to uh, improve uh, career-wise, and then mm-hmm. this opportunity came along, and I was like, "Wow, this came at the right time." I was just thinking yeah. about maybe switching like a career direction, and uh, because I was kind of locked into post-production uh, since before COVID, and then COVID started, and then. I was getting too comfortable with where I was at and I was like, I should try to look for opportunities. And then this, this queer opportunity came knocking at my door and I was like, yes, let me be a part of this. So uh, that was really fun and really interesting. And one of my members from DSB was one of the camera people. Uh, oh, cool. Wow. Yeah. So I didn't know that until uh, <laughs> like we were all on the same email chain and we were all like face to face for like a Google Hangouts meeting. <laughs> I was like, wait, what are you doing here? <laughs> so, wow. What a fun. It's crazy. I know. Yeah. So that was interesting. And also funny thing, I was during one because I work as the assistant editor. I go through all the footage for each yeah. episode and then for one of their interviewees, uh, so one of the participants from Toronto when they were shooting, um, when they were doing their interview, they pulled out one of the posters for for, uh, for DSB. Oh my <laughs> God. She had it prepped and ready. I was like, what is happening? Why is this face so familiar? What is <laughs> But yeah, literally the queer community in Toronto is also connected. It's so crazy. Oh, that's so cool that's to hear really about. I know. Aww. And I literally like, took, a, took a, a picture of my editing screen and I sent it in our group chat. I'm like, guess who's on my screen? (laughs) (laughs) Which is so funny. But yeah, it was a good time. And it still is. So yeah, it's nice to see um, so much queerness happening in in my production life. (laughs) Yes, I love to hear you thrive. I love to hear queer creatives thrive. Yeah. Amazing. Love, love. Yeah. I kind of want to talk about like, because I know Noelle, like you, um, you work in like production as well. So I mean, if y'all can, um, maybe if, if you have more to add, Kai, like I would love to hear that as well. But like, um, what's it like to be like a queer person of color working on behind the camera, working on a project mm-hmm. with queer folks like in front of the camera? Um, how is that differed from any other like products you've done? Right, right. I feel like it's definitely very empowering and very welcoming. And also, uh, I work on a lot of like music video sets where we're all very like female driven crew. And um, it's just very empowering to be surrounded by like minded people that support the same kind of like direction and uh, ideas that we have. So we're all very open to um, accepting more ideas and more creative freedom, I guess, also as well, to have like a queer or BIPOC crew. And it's just so cool. And just, it brings the level of production to another, like, I guess, realm where like different, more ideas are accepted and more ideas that are not seen that uh and there's like fresh <laughs> ideas coming through i guess yeah because mm-hmm. because of the amount of um queerness and also the amount of like asianness or like the huh, 
non-whiteness. <laughs> <laughs> oh, period. So, yeah, so it's it's pretty interesting. Nowadays, like, I have a director friend that I work very closely with, and she always makes sure her kind of her set is filled with, like, at least maybe, like, 70 to 80% nowadays with uh, females or BIPOC people. So it's pretty interesting to see. And we're just, like, next thing you know, our whole set is going to be, like, full fully like both post and pre-production and just like everything <laughs> we're gonna like fill it with BIPOC crew and it's just it's really amazing <laughs> it sounds like a dream like a great mm. like like a dream that's that's going to be a reality <laughs> yes yes wow we'll I would love it, to work on know. a set like that that would be so oh my cool God. yeah nice. have you experienced that in your own production experience Noelle like What's it, um, what has it been like for you? Um, for me, I feel like the closest I've gotten was more like um, like women sets, like mm. just mostly women, like women directed, women, woman written, mm-hmm. um, crew and cast. It was for a music video for Hollis. Um, mm. And it was, um, what, wait, was there? No, yeah, the camera op was was a man, a white man. <laughs> but um, but I feel like there, like it was more like that. I haven't really come across. I haven't really been on many sets where it's predominantly queer. Um, I've been on some sets where it's predominantly BIPOC, but that's mm-hmm. like smaller sets, right. you know. So like more intimate, personal, like stuff and most of the time it's dance videos so (laughs) yeah right so it's like um it would be cool to see I guess even something along the lines of like short films or like Mm -hmm. to be more like uh to have an entire crew and cast like that would be just so amazing I was I'm just that'd be just so interesting to see like what comes out of that like I feel like it would just be so like this is a weird word, but like luscious. <laughs> like, mm, like that like, word. I just like very like bountiful. I don't know how to explain yes. it, but, but yeah, that's kind of how I feel. I would love to For be sure. it. Like that's like something I want to put on my dream board. Right, yes. Right. Or For even sure. just make my own production and just have everyone and just yeah, bring people yeah. on that way. So yeah, yeah, definitely like it helps if you're the person like bring them on yeah. and you create your own like atmosphere set. yeah yeah atmosphere yeah for sure and like did you go to school for production or no? I did yeah, yeah. I went to school for film and tv production so nice nice similar was, similar yeah but did like you my guys have school... a lot of like Asians and stuff in your program no no, no it was <laughs> oh, um, no. a lot of it, I went to private school in uh, in like LA right by LAX so it was like a lot of white kids because <laughs> because so, it's a private school yeah like it's more expensive and so oh, right. um but then i always just vibed more with like the poc filmmakers because we're right, out here right. we're like like we came <laughs> <Yes>. from like <laughs> more like economically <laughs> like we have to innovate you know like yes, like yes. you're just more creative in that sense like you don't For go sure. straight to money in terms yeah, of yeah. like 
oh, how can I solve this? It's like, yeah, yeah, how yeah. can I solve this? You went to the fucking store and got cardboard, you know, like it's yep, like, yep. shit with us. Like, yeah, I, I love everything. that. Shit. I like, I remember I made my skateboard into a dolly one time, you know, yep. like whatever. Like, oh my God, just- the amount of dolly, uh, like, resume, <laughs> like solutions. Oh, my yeah. God. <laughs> now yeah. I have roller skates. Like, come yes. on. Like, well- <laughs> they got those, uh, those hoverboards. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> We have rolly the chairs. To yeah, like <laughs> you can do it. innovation. Yeah, like, even have, like a cardboard box on a uh, just a piece of like a t-shirt or like two pieces of t-shirt on the floor, just literally yeah, just as mopping in- the floor, just dragging, yeah. It. Yeah. <laughs> just dragging. You know, yeah. Like, I remember <laughs> one time there was like a shoot where like we were in a factory and we were like, uh-huh. we need to, let's do a dolly shop, and we just put on the conveyor belt. And oh then just put up, and we just put a yes. warp stabilizer on it after, Yo, and it was like warp amazing. stabilizer does wonders. <laughs> Period. Period. Anyway. Yep, yep. Oh I think my that's God. really that's so funny. This is really cool. As like someone with little to no like production background, it's really, it's really important. Um, and it's really cool to kind of hear two professionals kind of talk about their <laughs> solutions because personally, I've always been so intimidated to like create my own content because mm. of how high I think the quality should be. Um, Like, you know, I've always been intimidated by the idea of having to buy expensive um, equipment or like, Mm. you know, hire a bunch of people to help me um, when you just shared like all these creative solutions. And I think that's actually an amazing segue into our next topic about representation Mm. because Mm. like – in like beyond you know beyond like representing the fact like hey you can create high quality Mm -hmm. production on a budget and with like minimal equipment you also shared about the importance of representation to you seeing yourself in like like as a dancer like seeing yourself Mm -hmm. like as someone who can embody androgyny like in your art and in your performance Mm -hmm. so um as asian creatives we often talk about you know the need for representation in media like media representation um and that's like the need um how do you feel about that and how would you and if you do feel like strongly about increased asian representation in the media how would you like to see that change come about I feel like definitely this speaks so true to uh, the phrase, like, you are the change that you want to see. So literally just putting out content more and influencing other fellow Asians, BIPOC, queer people to put out similarly, definitely, like, will increase the chance of us being more seen and take up space, literally. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, and I feel like you just got to do it and just be seen and and like just do what you love and put out what you love I feel Mm. Uh, you don't really have to like think about what other people will think as long as you feel good and you know as long as it doesn't offend anyone you know (laughs) yeah and you feel good doing it and it's kind of like uh you're recording your own growth and Mm. you put yourself on other people's radar and yeah, just just do it, honestly. I I love that so much. I love how you said be seen, you know, mm-hmm. and like to just to just do it and put stuff out there because yeah, yeah, yeah. um I mean, I've talked about this like ad nauseum with Noelle about how, you know, it's really intimidating to create. Because, you know, personally, sometimes I go on TikTok and I'm just like, oh, my God, everyone looks so good, like, visually. Like, everyone knows how to dance really well. Yeah, like, yeah. everyone knows all the 
the like edits and everything like that. Like, oh my god, to, the transitions! Yeah, like, the transitions. I feel so old. I'm like, I'm, I'm used so to doing old. that, like, like with my camera, but right, like right. doing it with the front facing camera, I'm like, right. It's a new like, world, even though it's like similar effects. You know how it's done, but like, yes. like using doing it with a phone hits different. Yeah, I'm like, I'm. I was like, I swear, I'm like, I'm like, I can't. Like, this is so like, I'm like, because you know, you're like editing it live, you know, instead yeah. of like mm-hmm. editing it in post. So right. I'm like, yeah. this is a lot for me. Yeah. I know. Oh my god, like, but so much like timing and stuff like that. Yeah, like, it's so yeah. out there right now. I, I, and I want to affirm like how you view your YouTube channel like as as a dance diary, right? Because yeah. like you seeing yourself as like, you know, if you put out content, if you put out a cover, if you put out like choreo, like that doesn't have to be the final thing, mm-hmm. yeah. but it's out and it's living in the world. You know, like yeah. the longer – and I, I try to keep telling myself this too, like, you know, whenever I'm hesitant to like put out projects or like mm-hmm. um, stuff, I'm just like the longer – I, like I'm editing myself before it's out the longer people are going to be without it exactly. like yeah, it's not no one's gonna see it ever yeah, unless yeah, you put yeah. it out so, exactly. <laughs> yeah yeah like for me even my older videos like a lot of uh, bigger creators they they take down their older videos because they think it's embarrassing but like I leave every single one on so it's like I it's literally <laughs> a documentation of growth <laughs> That's oh so God. cool. Let's share this. My production went from iMovie, literally not knowing how to edit whatsoever. I did not even mute the, my scratch audio in my first few videos because I didn't know how to until now. I'm just like working in post production. This is like, this is crazy. I didn't even know how to fade to black. Here's the thing I had my sister cover the lens when I was like, okay, go now. <laughs> You're like one of my first videos, and it's so it's like you can. Yeah, I was like, I'll, I'll show you my like browser or whatever. I'll give you a cue, and then you go like cover the lens like right after the one take, and go. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Wait, that's so funny. I love that. Like honestly, I feel like that's there's so much charm in that, especially yeah. like like how you're still creating content today. I feel like mm. there's so much charm in like being able to look back and I feel like that's how I felt about my YouTube videos like I'm I'm not really like posting now but I love like it's it's just something to like look back on and just laugh yeah, at like I like low-key when people search like like when we're at parties like oh my god let's search each other on the internet I'm like oh no don't search me please don't <laughs> like, please don't. like <laughs> oh please don't search me like oh haha look my old videos let's laugh at myself I love laughing oh at my myself god. so um <laughs> But yeah, I totally relate because like iMovie was literally my first thing too because mm-hmm. it was just like on my MacBook and I was like really bored one summer and I was like- Everyone's bored in the summer. That's how, create, that's how genius summer. happens. And then literally. I was like, me and my cousins were like, yeah, let's fuck around and make a video with stuffed animals. And then we did and I edited it. I'm like, this is so freaking fun. I was like, <laughs> I, I, was like I want to do this for the rest of my life goes to college <laughs> like, oh my god i'm so dead but wow. yeah here we are mm-hmm, i know so okay and, and like my channel isn't just a documentation of myself it's, it's also for my like my family because like mm-hmm. i i dragged my little sister into so many dances that she's willing to do um, <laughs> I, I was desperate for a dance partner but no one was my height 
and (laughs) (laughs) you will do and literally you see her growing up throughout my videos too We're, we're like seven years apart and she started around like my hip level and now she's like She's never gonna go past me, but she's, she's like my height now ish. So yeah, it's it's nice to see her growth as well. And we have like now nowadays we have a little Christmas tradition where we bring my mom on for a little dance video for Christmas. Oh so my it's god! Been like yeah, like literally every Christmas we're like, so what should we do this time? <laughs> my mom would be like the first one to bring it up. She's like, hey, December's here, so like. Oh, what video are you coordinating for us this year? Like, oh. uh, I don't know yet, but we'll see. You know, literally like two weeks before filming, I'm like, hey, can we meet up and, you know, have some food and, you know, practice? <laughs> <laughs> like, that's adorable. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that was, that's practice. been, yeah, that's been like kind of a, like a growing bond for my family. Like before when I first started, my mom's like, you literally just moved to Canada. Why are you focusing on making videos instead of school? I, I still did well in school, just FYI. As a <laughs> kid, I had to, you know, set myself to that standard. And, mm-hmm. and, but like being like a video content creator back then, my mom and dad were, my dad didn't really say much. He was just like there and um, just like, oh, you're filming another video. Okay, I'll go and my little den and work there and and not show up (laughs) literally my mom's like you should stop spending so much time on these things and um now and she's she's one of my biggest supporters I'm like damn this this has changed so much like our family dynamic has changed a lot as well because of of me making dance videos and stuff like that so it's been just a documentation overall of like (laughs) growth and evolution (laughs) Wow. So thank you so much. Interesting. <laughs> oh, I love hearing all of that. <laughs> oh, thank you. Yeah. So as an Asian performer, content creator, and filmmaker, mm. um, we were talking about the need for representation, uh, for Asian representation. How would you like to push the conversation beyond representation? Beyond representation. I feel like we definitely just need to take up more space, as I mentioned earlier, just including us not as like just on screen talent but also as part of the productions or like mm-hmm. in the room uh, pre-production or just like throughout all stages of production just including us and taking up space it's mm-hmm. not just about what we see on screen but what mm-hmm. happens off screen as well because it really uh, depends on the production crew to steer the direction of how much asianness or like bipoc representation you see on screen so Mm -hmm. it's not just you know uh BIPOC folks that are like uh half like half white or like Mm -hmm. half mixed we see a lot of those representations nowadays as the Asian representation in like a major series or whatever but like it's still pretty rare to see like full Asian Cruise, other than you know, of course, in Asia, it's all right. <laughs> like here in in like Western culture, like bringing, uh, sharing like more, uh, second generation like stories and stuff like that. It's it's still it's still a progress for sure. But I just feel like we need to take up space in all all dimensions and um, 
yeah, that's 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 it. <laughs> Take up space, <laughs> include us, Period. and just like step into opportunities whenever you can,、ah, and you know seek those、one. opportunities for sure. Like they don't just come knocking at your door. You just have to also grab them and grasp grasp for them whenever you can, and、mm-hmm. yeah, and find your people for sure, and work together. Yeah, take up space. <laughs> Period. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you so much for sharing all of that.、Um, I know that our listeners are going to feel inspired and energized because that's how definitely how I felt like、oh, listening to you.、Yeah. Um, and yeah, now it's time to pivot to one of our segments.、Oh. It's. T- We always. I'm sorry. We always. Okay. How about you? Good. 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 And then I'll do the. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. okay, okay. So now it's time to. Get wrecked. Yes. Oh so、now is the time of the episode where we recommend to you, the listeners, some cool media that we've been really digging that you should check out. So,、um, I can go ahead and start. So, I, I honestly don't know if I've talked about this show before, but I'm gonna do it again. You know what? Because it's that good. Is it? I currently, it's not free. <laughs> Stop it. Oh my god! Like Noelle always roasts me because my first anime that I've ever watched was free. But anyways,、what? that's not what we're talking about today. Played into the game, damn! I know. <laughs> yeah. What? <laughs> Yeah, that's why she roasts me for it. But anyways, true,、um, true. I went too honestly. <laughs> Listen, no judgments, but but we're judging. I'm kidding. We're not. We're not judging. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, it was the first anime I watched start to finish. I had been exposed、mm, to、right. Yu-Gi-Oh and like Sailor Moon, but that was the first one that I watched like start to finish. True, I knew true, of true. Dragon Ball. But that matters. <laughs> that matters. It matters. It matters. It matters. It matters. So go first, Noelle. I'm sorry. Okay, I'll pick one. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, hmm. Actually, my recommendation is a video game. Um, it's actually one very、Ooh. dear to my heart, and I actually started replaying it on my、mm. streams on Twitch. Um, it's it's Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild. So, um, essentially, if you like Legend of Zelda, I'm a Legend of Zelda nerd. So I was like freaking out because it's like an open world, but there's also still puzzles and combat and shit. But overall, it's a beautiful game. Um, I it was my first Switch game that I ever played,、mm-hmm. and it really raised the bar for like what. To expect for other Switch games, but I mean,、yeah. I still love playing like indie games and stuff. But it was my first open world game. I've never played really like open world type of games, so、mm. I'm the type of bitch that's like, I leave no corner like unexplored. So、oh、like when people、gosh. are watching me play, they're like, go to the objective. I'm like, but what's in this tree? <laughs> <laughs> I can't.、The、I can't leave、queen. this area. I'm the side quest queen. Like I can't. Leave this area until I've combed it. <laughs> oh my so, god! It's so funny because like people in chat are like, "Noelle, go to the dot on the map." I'm like, "I'm busy looking for things in this river. Can you chill? <laughs> like, 
I'm trying to enjoy my life. So oh my god, I'm like that type of person. I mean, there's just so many things to do, and mm-hmm. it's like one, it looks great. The music is very calming. Um, except mm-hmm. when you're having an anxiety attack when a fucking bull is attacking you. But um, oh my god, I mean a, bull, a minotaur, whatever. You know, whatever. You know, it, it's it's a, it's a great time though. Puzzles are fun, and mm-hmm. if you're a a Zelda nerd, then. <laughs> Definitely <laughs> recommend. Yes, nice. Aha. Oh my god! For me, I guess being the Libra that I am, I <laughs> cannot decide on one. So I, I literally, like, literally within the past two minutes, I came up with at least three things to share. Yes, <laughs> share them all. So, uh, of course, my the show that I worked on called Shine True. You can find it online at Fuse or, or on Out TV. It's it's super heartwarming. I like as the person that has seen all the footage and also seen the episodes multiple times while working in post. I still cry like within the first ten minutes Aww. of each episode. I'm just like I feel a tear coming, and it's just very heartwarming. And it's representation that you have never seen in in like even in queer media. It's it's so interesting. Like all these and a, a full BIPOC cast like chef's kiss i love them Ugh. and yeah even though we've never met but like even during our reunion zoom reunion i was there muted and unseen the whole time i'm just like i know all these people but they don't know me <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it was it was fun anyways that one is my first uh, recommendation and then my second re- recommendation is this show called pose it's uh it just came back for the final season i mm-hmm, I, mm-hmm. I literally i'm like saving it to watch for like to binge, to binge through yes but uh i am so excited and literally like may is the start of pride for me i don't care and <laughs> like and um also the third show i'm gonna recommend is legendary which also is coming back mm-hmm. for a new it's a dance show and it's like taking ballroom culture into uh, like a sh- TV show format. And literally, it's life's changing so much. Oh, my God. And of course, Drag Race, the amount of Drag Race content that we get is nonstop. And I will I will always eat it up whenever. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> literally just a lot of queer content. And I love it. Love to see it. And yeah, and just a lot of queer content, a lot of Asian content in my life. So yeah, that's awesome. that. <laughs> Fun fact, me and Justine actually have a friend that was on Legendary. <gasps> yeah. yeah. House of Balmain. So. What? Oh, my yes. God. Charlie. Gravity, oh, a.k.a. Gravity. Gravity, <gasps> a.k.a. Gravity. Oh, my God. Yo, I was yeah. just literally, like, watching uh, his uh, his uh, dance little tutorials. I, yeah. like, I follow him on uh, both TikTok and just on and YouTube. It's- on YouTube yeah. and, and Instagram, yeah, Instagram, and I yeah. literally like learn ballroom moves from his videos. I'm like, yeah, just going through routines. I'm just like, what's it called? His videos, oh my saving God. and then doing the foot. Yeah. <laughs> the yeah. Like, can I do these circles with my feet? Yeah, like, yeah it looks literally. so easy, but like I it's know. hard, and then you end up pulling something. Yep. Yep. <laughs> always that and then you're like yeah that's that's it for the month that's the quota of the month that's the quota. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but wow oh that god. is so crazy oh my god yes, so very proud was... of him yeah. wow so good. but yeah i'm so excited for the new season and um yeah i like 
I'm so mad I got into more like ballroom stuff like during quarantine when nothing I can't attend any of no these balls, yeah. balls. Yeah. and like before uh, COVID I was like always busy working and then I have drag queen fans and, and people who like dance and go to those balls I'm just like oh I'm so busy working I can't go and I'm just like now so much so many regrets <laughs> honey after oh. everything after no. everything settles down, you know we're going to be strutting to the ball. Period. Mm-hmm. Period. Period. Bring everyone, your family, your friends. <laughs> Literally, we are coming through with the whole uh, <laughs> village. <laughs> the whole village. Let's go. Down Literally. the runway. Yep. And I just miss concerts, too. I think I yes. miss concerts so much. Oh, my. The amount of online concerts that I've pivoted to has been <laughs> insane. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. What about your rec, Justine? Do you have it? Oh my if- god. Like the thing is I had it. I had it. It's but then okay. Kai told us that they were a Libra and all I could think about was like, wow oh, Kai, we're all, all air signs. I was like, wow, I'm a Gemini. Just I'm an Aquarius. <laughs> you're a Libra. I was like, wow, oh the entire air sign oh trinity. God. And then I got distracted. I was so distracted by that that like I didn't. <laughs> it was in the back of my head too. I was like, don't forget I, I to mention so it. Don't forget to mention like it. That. Oh my like, god. Okay, we share a brain. We're distracted. It's like, when in doubt, stand shiny. <laughs> Literally. Exactly. Yeah. When in doubt, just like just watch all of Shiny's like videos. <laughs> it's it's quite inspiring. Um yeah. What's your okay. favorite? What, my favorite shiny video? Yes. Oh my god, Mary to the music, hands down. Oh, like yes. it's, it's oh my god. so Period. good. I, yes. I will like. <laughs> oh god, and like insane. I'm thinking about it, and I'm getting emotional because it's so right? like it's so wacky and like conceptual. Um, it's kind of like it reminds me a lot of like Tim Burton, where it's like horror yeah, yeah. but like very colorful. Mm-hmm. Um, but. Rocky the, Horror Picture the, Story. Literally, yes. it's, it, one yes. of the like, references was, was that. For, mm-hmm. for Definitely, like, super yeah, campy is, oh, and, love, like, love. very weird. And the, the choreo is just fun. And oh, the, love. like, the um the vibe to the song is just very danceable yeah. as well. Um, yeah, thanks, Noelle, for, uh, for that segue. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so I, I recommend everyone check out, like, that that shiny video it's it's really cool and plus i love their looks in that video Mm. so much i'm obsessed yeah um yeah so thank you so much kai for being our guest today and for helping us uh really celebrate you know our queer asian identity is like on this podcast you know like when you said that may is when your pride month starts like hell yeah it is because like mm-hmm. you're like we could celebrate and uplift like the asian parts of our identity and then exactly. it segues right into the queer parts of our identity right yeah, like yeah. <laughs> come and on calendar shows coming like, back during may i'm just like yep that's yep. it <laughs> i'm just like right <laughs> Pride is starting early for me. I don't care what everyone else's agenda is, but you know. Oh yeah. <laughs> Honestly, on my calendar it says. Yeah. yeah May first. Let's go. <laughs> exactly, and we're celebrating. We at Fandom Femmes are taking conversations about fandom, 
like identity and pride and turning it into what a year-round conversation conversation. full freaking circle let's go (laughs) (laughs) so thank you you, Kai for being a part of this episode thank you listening at home for always like um supporting our podcast as well we're on buy me a coffee now so if you want to help us improve our production and like put on giveaways and stuff that go right back into this podcast follow um please contribute anything anything is appreciated at buymeacoffee.com slash fandom femmes um and speaking of plugs where can um people find you kai uh you can find me on my youtube channel ky27 and you can also find me on, oh my god, I have too many like social stuff. Um, but they're all on. basically the same. Um, you can find me on TikTok, on Instagram, on Twitter, on my Chinese platforms like Bilibili, Douyin, uh, Kuaishou, all, all those things. They're all, my handle is all one of a kind 27, but kind is spelled with K-Y. Wow. Yeah, and always a 27 at the end because it's my lucky number. And yeah, I've stuck it stuck with me since since like elementary school. (laughs) I love that. Yeah. One of a kind, 27. And yeah. Yeah. Awesome. YouTube's the only one that's different. I'm just like, (laughs) (laughs) I just needed something short. (laughs) KY27. (laughs) All right. Thank you so much, Kai. And thank you everyone listening at home. In Fandom's fashion, be you, be free, and take up space. Bye. 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 <laughs>